my brother and I started Visa Franchise back in 2015. My experience was in finance. I worked at JP Morgan as well as a consulting and small private equity fund. And then my brother worked for uh, the parent company of Burger King, which owns Popeyes and Tim Hortons. So we thought, I discovered the E2 visa because I was working at a regional center with actually EB5 doing investments in, in hospitality and franchising. And I discovered the E2 visa and Jack and I thought that it was a good option for franchising made good sense for the E2 visa. Um, and along the years, we've had a few EB5 direct cases, but most of our practice has been on the E2 as that made the most sense for our, our clients. However, now given the regional center program being canceled, as well as investment going down to 500K, we've, we've basically restructured the offering we've already always had with the EB5 uh, direct practice uh, to really scale that up. And we have a great network of franchisors uh, with together with your attorney, uh, immigration attorney and franchise slash corporate attorney need to be involved can be a good fit for your immigration investment objective. So we've advised over 400 plus clients from all over the world. Um, we've never had a denial on a second attempt, but we have had a few clients that didn't have a signed lease and just had a lever intent or it wasn't a substantial investment for the E2. They tried to invest like $70,000, denied first time, reapplied with a higher investment, signed lease, and they got approved. Um, so pretty near perfect track record. This should actually say, uh, yeah, 100% if there was a second attempt. Our clients have created over 2,000 jobs in the US, which is pretty impressive. Um, and about two years ago, two and a half years ago, we came up with the idea of vetted biz. I kept getting asked, what are the options? What franchises? You know, what industry? And we're like, let's put everything online. So we've been in that process for the last two years. And I'll go through the portal briefly, but there's 1,800 franchises. Our analysts are doing an update based on the 2020 franchise disclosure document on every publicly available franchise. So all the information is there. Um, I can share examples, but pretty much every franchise that's publicly available is available on vetted biz. And we reviewed 1.1 million small business administration loans, which is the vehicle that most Americans finance a franchise or business acquisition to see the default rate across different industries. Um, I'll go quickly through that, but pros and cons franchise, I won't touch too much on the immigration aspects, but franchise initial ongoing support, you have a plan and you execute. So it's not gonna vary so much from the plan. Uh, the franchisor can help out with a lot of different business functions. There's negatives though, costs associated with gaining the franchise rights, you pay that initial fee, there's ongoing fees, um, restrictions imposed by the franchise or independent business. It's great operational, oftentimes profit, profitable. You have the historic financials. However, there's a lot of fraud. A lot of people aren't declaring their earnings on their tax returns. And I've heard crazy cases where someone's got, buying a business, their E2, this is a real case, buying their business for the E2 visa, 400K investment, the guy's only declaring 50K in profit and $100,000 in cash. And there's only two employees on the books and another 13 that are not on the books. Maybe this doesn't happen as much in Santa Monica, but the reality is in South Florida, this is the operating norm for some people. 
So when you're buying an independent business, you need to have your accountant, your corporate attorney by your side to evaluate it and make sure that you're not buying a liability. Uh, but you can find great opportunities. I mentioned that Harvard Business Review podcast that uh, 20 minutes ago takes one to two years. And it, it's, it's going to take a lot more time, but you can find a great opportunity. And startup, startup's awesome. You can grow the business fast, sell the business, but you lose the visa. The business can crash fast and you start something else, you lose the visa. So the business is mega successful. Someone wants to buy you out for a crazy valuation, you lose the visa. 20% um, of businesses with employees fail in the first year and it's 50% in the first five years. So also, you know, startups during the crisis, you could lay off during the pandemic, you could lay off in, uh, employees where a franchise that's growing at a reasonable rate, you're not just going to fire all your employees one, one fell swoop where a startup, it might make more sense. Um, it's really important to identify what kind of investor you are. Um, have you already made it? Have you, do you have significant assets? Do you make a lot of money uh, abroad, 200, 300,000 plus? Um, is your time very valuable? So that would be more of a lifestyle investor where they prioritize working less hours in the business. Initial investment, EB5, 500 to 900K. Longevity of the business is the most important factor, as well as the exit opportunity to sell the business once they get the permanent green card. Strategic and financial investor, 500K to million plus. Yes, the visa eligibility is important, but a major focus is on return on investment. Um, and then aims to build the business up, multiple locations, potentially acquire competition, willing to work 40, 50, 60 hours a week. And location for these investors is important, but it's often secondary to strong earnings and strong growth potential. So those are important factors to consider. Some other items, financials of the business, 60% of franchisors disclose their financials in the franchise disclosure document. Business longevity is really important. I wanna see franchises that have been around at least five years, ideally 20 plus years. Ways to reduce the upfront investment, um, important for a lot of our clients. And we're gonna to have to work closely with Bernie on the immigration side there to make sure it's compliant for the EB-5. Franchise or support, how are they helping you build the business? Can they hire a manager? Could you have an operational support contract with the franchisor for two to three years while your EB-5 visa is adjudicating? These are all things that are really important to consider when looking at franchises. Location, TA, um, but you, know, you have professionals to, to sort that out. Florida is relatively easy, or at least it was last time we asked for TA letters, we would get them back in 24 hours. Job numbers, 10 plus full times, you really need to have a healthy cushion. So 12, 13, where it makes operate, operational sense to have those jobs. So not a good fit for EB-5, business services, seasonal services like tax services, barbershops. Um, California might be a little different because a lot of nail salons and barbershops now have W-2, where it's an actual employee. But Texas, Florida is still generally contractors. So Pewdie is not a great fit. Cleaning, not a great fit. However, fast food tends to have a good amount of employment. Healthcare, for me, it's, it's the best in terms of the number of jobs. Per capital deployed, you're going to have a lot of employees for, for home care and, and those type of businesses. Education, childcare has a lot of employees. 
real estate, it can't be passive. Property management could work. Not going to have as many jobs as healthcare education, but it can work because you can have a bunch of cleaners, for example, if you're doing a real estate property management, but you're going to have to have 50, 60, 80 plus vacation rentals under management to justify 10 plus jobs. And pet care. We've had a few clients invest in pet hotels and pet ownership in the U.S. has skyrocketed uh, during the, uh, the pandemic. So those are five industries to consider. Um, again, vetted biz. We always hear about the big names. Oh, I want Patrick, I want to invest in Subway. Okay, do you know, you know, Subway is not that great of a franchise. They haven't done so well over the past uh, the past years. And you can see pretty much for 1,800 franchises, we have the data of failure openings. So Subway, maybe for EB-5, if they allowed it, but I think you already have to have a US green card already. Nearly 20% of Subways fail in the last three years. You have a thousand closing every year. Big brands like Chick-fil-A won't work. They, the investment amounts $5,000 and then Chick-fil-A corporate does the rest. Large franchises like Burger King where my brother worked, you usually have to open up 10. So if you have 5 million and generally US restaurant experience, we can look at these big brands. We had a client that had 5 million and we looked at all the big brands. Um, so we're very flexible in our approach. Out of 10 investors, eight of them invest in different franchises. It's important to look at the industry as a whole. So our, our approach, bottom up and top down. So from the industry side, for food, for if there's eight food restaurants that got loans or the owners got loans to, to operate a food restaurant, one failed and wasn't able to pay the loan back. And this is from 44,000 non-franchise businesses. Franchises for food did a little better, nine to one. But I don't love those odds if you're investing a good amount of your net worth in a business as well as your green card. So food, there are some great options available and you have to look at the business in terms of how the, the industry is on yes, but also how the individual franchisees performed over the last five to 10 years um, to see how, how, how successful the business has been. Healthcare on the other hand, it's nearly double, basically double the success. US people in small businesses we see are making money in more complicated things like healthcare or things that people hate to do, like junk removal. There's a very profitable business that just is you're removing junk. And um, so you can see the, the failure rate is actually a little higher for franchises for healthcare. But if you look at the best 10%, it's gonna be better than a non-franchise healthcare businesses. Retail products and services, depending on the opportunity, there's a lot of jobs. Um, however, it's not, it's not as secure as um, some of the other industries. Um, but a lot of jobs, real estate, real estate's 21 to one, two to three times as successful as food. And for the franchise side, 26 to one. So 26 businesses open and take government loans 
to operate their business and one fails. I like those odds a lot better than food at nine to one for a franchise concept. So again, real estate's complicated for EB-5, not ideal for EB-5, but from an investment side, operating a business, they're great opportunities. And we've had 30 plus clients for the E2 do real estate property management. And a few right now are looking to transition into EB-5 to see if it makes sense with their current investment or the one that they're in the process of investing in. Um, all right. So a couple of things to keep in mind. Um, we can move fast. We have about 10 E2 visa clients a month, but we, we can get it. We, when we're at capacity, we're at capacity. So we have a limit in terms of the number of clients that we're taking in. We're, we're keeping it right now at 10 per month. Um, so if you're interested in it, we're only working with people that have already consulted and or engaged an immigration attorney. If you already engage an immigration attorney, we're happy to give you a slight discount to our fee because it's going to make the process a lot smoother. And don't ask me about visa questions. I want to focus just on the, the franchise and the business and let the, the, the franchise legal and the immigration legal for, for the attorneys. Um, but it's a basically a 10 step process where we're with you every step of the way. And it can be as little as eight, eight weeks. Um, a big variable is going to be conversations with franchisees and working with the attorneys on documenting from an investment side, the franchise agreement, as well as filing the I-526 petition. Bernie emphasized due diligence. We're the same way. So you got to have your, your team of advisors with you, including the corporate slash franchise attorney. And then you got to talk to at least five franchisees. Understand their financials, ask for P&Ls, how they've been doing the last few years, how did they do during the pandemic. A lot of the franchisors we work with that adapted quickly even did better in 2020 than 2019. Those that weren't able to adapt quickly were hit really hard from this last pandemic. So that's a general process of how we work. Um, a couple of businesses in the healthcare space, we've had two clients invest on with success on the spectrum, which is a applied behavior analysis for children with autism. So this is a very job intensive business where essentially it's one child, one therapist, that's full time. And if you do a lot of pre-marketing beforehand with one of these centers, you could potentially have already 20 kids signed up by the time you you open up and then you have to get to work hiring those therapists. Um, so a big part is recru recruiting and hiring the, the analysts, supervising uh, the workers, reviewing the overall financials and marketing. And this is a type of, of job, these centers, you could work 20 to 30 hours a week and have a, a full-time manager that, that's managing the staff. Um, I like this industry is very hot. This is the only franchise in the space doing this. Most of it's done by mom and pop and some private equity funds. There can be substantial exit opportunities if you get the business up to a million, $2 million plus. Um, and many states now are paying for these programs, which can be anywhere from $5,000 to $10,000 per kid per month. So we like this business. We just have to work with Bernie to structure it appropriately for EB-5. 
because you're going to spend the money in the first year, most likely year and a half to get to that 500K with the staff. But initially you have the franchise fee, 35K. Um, you have different fees here, basically for operating the business for the first four months, 30K. Uh, leasehold improvements, making this space better. So that can get you to say 400K, 450. And then you're going to have additional working capital needed to pay those 15, 20 plus therapists. Um, historic financials, you can see steadily goes up. They dipped down a little bit during the, the pandemic. And this is for two of their, the average on two of their locations, but ab above a million. And it's a pretty healthy profit, profit margin, um, not necessarily for SOS, but this industry is 15 to 25% when the owner's involved in the, in the business. So that's an example. Um, it could potentially work for EV5. We'd have to work with, with Bernie and, and see it. Uh, we're in the process of adapting different businesses um, that we've already had clients invest with for the E2 side uh, or in the process of investing. There's roughly 50 franchises that our clients have already invested in and maybe 10 to 20 are good fits for the EV5. Another one would be a home care solution option uh, where they have an option that you can basically have a, an agreement with them to pay 1500 to 2500 uh, depending on the performance of the, the franchise that you own 100% of. You own 100% of both these businesses, want to emphasize that. And with, with this, it's a good bridge if you're not able to live right away in the United States where they can run the business for you on a day-to-day -day basis while you're doing the back office work, financial strategy, et cetera, um, and having regular calls with the franchisor to re review um, people issues, finances, et cetera. Um, so those are two, two options um, that could work for the EB-5. As I mentioned, very customized and we can do the process in 90 days or less from the time we have our initial contact, um, from the time you make the investment in the, in the franchise uh, and file for, and basically ready to file for the I-526. Um, that, was, that was it from my end.